You are listening to the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. Hey, and welcome to the Sober Dad Podcast, episode 37. As always, want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe. And you can find me on X at SoberDadPod. And send me an email at SoberDadPodcast at gmail.com. Quick announcement for the podcast. Moving forward, I'm going to probably be doing at least one episode a week. And then if I can get a second one in, I will. Life is just busy right now with kids and summer activities. And I'm sure come fall and winter, my schedule will be a little more predictable and be able to actually pump some of these out. But I will get episodes out as much as possible without taking away from my family and other obligations. I kind of fell off my routine for a while and wasn't waking up early anymore and stuff. I don't know what was going on with that, sleeping right through my alarms. So I changed up my alarm. So I am here. It is early and I'm going to knock this episode out. Today I want to talk about acceptance and why it was so important and so necessary for me to get sober and continue to stay sober. I wanted to start out with a passage from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I know AA is not everyone's cup of tea, but I think that it has something to offer anyone. And if you just snub it outright based on prior experiences or personal biases, you're doing yourself a disservice because regardless of what you think about AA or the people in AA or some people have a problem with the whole God thing, if you just outright dismiss it, then you're just not opening your mind and heart to the good that the program can offer. So with that said, this is from page 417 of the big book, and it says, When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a single compulsion to drink. And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, or thing, or situation, some fact of my life, unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it was supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. 
So again, that was page 417. And that passage, kind of, the first time I read it, I it didn't really click. And the second time I read it, it sort of clicked. And then I read it again a couple of days ago, and that's when it hit me. And that's kind of the, the power of the big book of AA. I think it depends on the mind frame you're in when you're reading it. Some things will hit just right and other things won't make any sense at all or you won't even really process it. So I think it's a good idea to kind of read through it every now and then, peruse it, pick a spot in the book and just read the stories in the back or some of my favorite parts because the personal accounts make it a lot more relatable. So if you haven't read the big book, I suggest you do, even if you're not actively in AA, because you will take something out of it. So, like I said, acceptance is, was, and continues to be one of the most important things in my sobriety. For me, when my wife and I were having issues in our relationship, when it came to drinking and alcohol, the decision was made and it felt to me at the time that she decided that we were not going to drink alcohol anymore. And I am a stubborn person at times and I did not like the fact that I was being told what I could not do. And that made the compulsion to drink even greater for me. And that's when I started sneaking the drinks. And the more I got away with it, the easier it was to justify it. Because then I wasn't hurting anyone and no one even noticed. So it got easier and easier to justify the drinking and... Like, oh, if no one knows, no one gets hurt, and, you know, I deserve this, so that's what I did, and just the thought of not being able to do something again made me want to do it more, and it wasn't until I accepted the fact that I can't do it again, and the way you frame it is important because for the longest time it was like, I can't drink anymore. I can't drink anymore. And like I've said before, the brain doesn't like dealing in the negatives. So all my brain was telling me was drink, 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 drink. Didn't hear can't. So every time I focused on, I can't drink, I can't drink. That's all I wanted to do was drink. Many mornings I woke up hungover or just determined to not drink. And by noon, I had already been to the store and bought more alcohol and was drinking because I had to get my drinking in before my wife got home from work. So the important thing now is that it's not that I can't drink anymore. It's that I don't have to drink anymore to mask my feelings or to hide my shame or to not think about 
all the sneaking around with alcohol that I did and all the lies I had to tell to try to protect my addiction. So the simple fact of reframing the thought process on that with I can't drink and turning that into I don't have to drink or I get to be sober, I get to be present for my wife and kids, I get to not have fights anymore, I get to not be hungover, I get to be healthy. I mean, there's so many benefits and it far outweighs the negative when you can frame it that way. So accepting that as your reality, accepting the fact that alcohol adds nothing to your life was very important and it was also very hard for me. And it wasn't until I started looking at it that way that it became easier to deal with and the compulsion, like it says in there, was gone. Like I shared a few weeks ago, the acceptance is a constant thing. I was at the grocery store and I saw a certain type of alcohol that was new, never seen it before, and there was that kind of sense of loss and I guess almost nostalgia, I don't know, but I the first thought I had was, oh, I never get to try that. Because the first thing was like, oh, that's kind of good. That sounds good. But I know that if I tried that, it would be a slippery slope. And it's not worth risking my sobriety. And not worth a relapse to try some new, obscure, probably tastes like ass anyway. But some popular soft drink that they decided to add alcohol to. And then to top it off, the next week, my favorite brand of energy drink came out with a line of hard, whatever they call it. So it was kind of, uh, you know, at the time it was a bummer. I was thinking, oh, I'd never get to know what that tastes like. And I had to reframe it to, again, it's not, you know, I don't have to drink that just because it has alcohol in it. I don't have to drink that. I like the non-alcoholic version just fine. I never drank that for alcohol, so there was no point in starting now. And it was, it was weird. It was the first time I had had any of those. Like, I've walked by the alcohol aisle or I've even walked through the alcohol aisle at my store many times. Oh, sorry, I just hit the mic. And it was never never an issue for me. I never looked twice at anything, but that gave me pause. That was the first time I was like, oh, I bet that tastes good. And, you know, it was that curiosity, and that can be dangerous. But the fact that I was and still am secure in my sobriety i'm comfortable in my sobriety and i think the biggest part of all of that was i was able to tell that to my wife and not be afraid of the reaction because i could articulate my words and say hey you know 
it's not a big deal or anything, but when I was at the store, I saw this thing and I was able to explain to her my thought process behind it and was able to explain the feelings I was having in that moment and it worked out well and she was actually grateful that I was able to share my feelings and my experience with her and I think it helped her to better understand what I'm you know what I'm going through what I feel about those things and she was actually able to open up a little bit where she told me that you know she went to a like it's it like a bridal shower bachelorette party whatever you want to call it and she had a drink and she was kind of and she doesn't drink like ever she actually gets pretty ill if she has more than a couple and she said oh yeah i felt really bad about drinking and i didn't really know how to tell you and it didn't bother me at all and i told her it's like it's perfectly okay i mean we've had family gatherings and at first people would tiptoe around me or not drink at all but since then they've learned that i'm okay they've come to trust me and they just ask me straight up is it okay and i always say yes I don't want anyone to tiptoe around me or be worried that they can't do something on my behalf. I appreciate the offer. I appreciate that they, you know, think of me and all that, but it does not, has not, and will not ever bother me because no one in my family aside from me and my dad would ever get like sloppily drunk and now that we're both in recovery then those are the only two people that it really matters if they're drinking speaking of my dad just wanted to give a shout out to him he hit three months on the 15th of august which is pretty cool so he's about three months and one day behind where I'm at. And it's cool that we can share that with each other. So good job, dad. So the last thing on the acceptance topic, just want to encourage you guys. If you're new to sobriety or thinking about getting sober, that it is important to work on acceptance once you can accept your situation and be comfortable with your decision to stop drinking everything gets so much easier like the book said the compulsion was gone once i didn't have to drink about anything once i didn't have to hide my feelings hide my hatred of myself and my shame it got so much easier so being able to accept your situation is everything and without that it you're just fighting yourself and it, you'll just keep coming up with reasons why you need that drink and if you can justify it, it makes it way too easy to continue to do it. 
And the last thing I want to do before we go today is just to encourage you guys, if you haven't been on Twitter in a while or ever, or it's called X now, but it's still twitter.com. So, you know, take whatever, but the recovery community on there is thriving. It's as good as it's ever been. You might even find me posting from time to time. I'm still not big into social media. I just kind of lurk from time to time and like a few posts here and there, but I'm going to work on at least trying to interact a little more. But the community itself is just a valuable tool in your recovery. It's been great for me. I've met some pretty cool people on there, even collabed with them on some podcasts and stuff and found more content creators on there that have great podcasts and actually seen people that were just big names in the community that weren't actually doing anything start doing great things. So I highly suggest that if you do have an X account or are thinking about one, if you hop on there and look for the hashtag recovery posse because there's a lot of people in there doing a lot of great things, sharing their experience, strength and hope. And it's always uplifting to go on there and just hear about all the great things people are up to. And it's also humbling because people will post their struggles with addiction and, it's always great to see all the people that give them support and advice and it's just a great community. And I think that everyone should be a part of something like that, especially if you're not in a 12 step program or you're trying to go it alone. It's a lot easier when you have people to share with and to learn from. So Give the recovery posse on X uh, a look, and I think that it would help you greatly. And if you're on Twitter, you might as well find me at SoberDadPod, and I post all the podcast episodes on there when they come out, and I even occasionally say something or share a meme or something, so... Yeah, join us on X. It's pretty fun. And with that, I'm John Skillman. Remember to raise your kids and not glasses. Mm-hmm.